Next section. Mina and Medina. They then return on the day of Nahar. No, no, we're still not done yet. ثُمَّ يَرْجَعُ فَيُصَلِّ ظَهْرِ يَوْمَ النَّحَرِ بِمِنَا He comes back and then he prays ظهر on the day of Nahar in Mina. They then return on the day of Nahar to Mina and pray ظهر, sleep there three nights, and during the days of Tashrif, they stone the three Jamarat with seven pebbles each. Stoning is not valid unless done during the day after the Zawal except by water bearers and shepherds. If stoning was performed at night or before the zawal, it would not be valid. It is recommended to do it before dhuhr prayer. Okay, so continuing with the rites here, after you have made the tawaf al-ifada, or tawaf ziyara, or tawaf sadr, whichever one you call it, most of them are going to call it tawaf al-ifada, you're going to go back now, thumma yarji'u fayusalli al-dhuhr yawm al-nahar bimina. You're going to go back to mina. And you're going to pray Dhuhr there. So basically, you got to get back before Asr. So one of the great um, um, challenges of Hajj is to do all four of these major things in the morning time and to get back to Mina before Asr. So on a practical note, um, there has to be a plan in place. And if you're going with a good group, um, they will have worked out their plan over the years and they will have a streamlined plan of events. If you're going by yourself or you're with you know, a smaller group, a startup group or whatever that they have not run through the whole process numerous times to kind of you know, work out the kinks, well then you need to know exactly what you're going to do in order that you can get where you need to be on that day. So you've got to be back to Mina in order to pray Salat al-Dhuhr. And then you're going to stay there um, for the next three nights. That's what is preferred, to stay the next three nights. And each day you're going to go and stone the jamarat, each of them. So there's three uh, jamarat that you're going to stone. That's going to be done um, during the days of tashriq. That's what they call that, 11th, 12th, and 13th. You're going to stone each pillar, if you will, with seven stones. Um he says here it is not valid or uh, applicable or accountable, if you will, um, that they be stoned except it's in the daytime after the zawal. Right? You don't want to be stoning at night or before the zawal or whatever. He makes an exception, exception um, those that are pouring the, pouring the zamzam water or those that are watching the sheep, the animals, um, there's an exception for them. So you have to throw these stones in the daytime after the zawal. It's preferred before dhuhr. So the zawal is the beginning of dhuhr. So what you want to do is be ready to throw at the zawal. So you're going to be there. You're going to be primed. you got your pebbles and stuff. You're in position. Um, and then you're going to throw the stones after the zawal. Going to throw each one. And there's some details to which way you go and stand and that kind of a thing. And once you finish throwing the uh, jamarat, the three of them, then you pray dhuhr after that. He says if you were to throw the pebbles at night or before the zawal, it would not be sufficient. It would not suffice you. Yep, tawaf al-wida'ah here is the farewell tawaf. The farewell tawaf is obligatory and is to be done by everyone wishing to leave Mecca, after which they stop at the multazam between the corner and the door, of the Kaaba and cling to it with their entire body. 
supplicating with what is narrated. Women experiencing menstruation and postpartum bleeding are to supplicate at the door of the masjid. It is recommended to enter the house unarmed and without hoofs or sandals. All right, good. Um, so here, uh, we're talking about basically concluding this. Tawaf al-Wada'ah here is to make the farewell tawaf. This is an obligation. Not a pillar, but an obligation. Uh, basically something that everyone should do when they want to leave Mecca. Look here. Wajibun yaf'alu kullu man arad al-khuruj min Mecca. Kullu man arad al-khuruj min Mecca. That just does not include the people for hajj. Okay? It's, uh, it's, it's something that you should do even if you're not making hajj. So if you're there, uh, if you're visiting, etc., uh, before you leave, you should make tawaf al-wida'ah to make a farewell tawaf from the Kaaba. There's very different opinions based on that for this particular issue. Uh, and then after you've concluded your tawaf, he says you stand at the multazim, which is located between the, the black stone and the door. Between the black stone and the door, basically that corner, the black stone corner, and the door, and you basically cling your whole body. You kind of like, uh, you wanted to have your whole body pressed up against that, and you make dua with whatever was transmitted of the Prophet It's also a great place to pick up some nice perfumes, because they will perfume the mess out of that part of the Kaaba. They will just massage some perfume into that. And that is some high-quality stuff. So before you leave Mecca, you make off to say goodbye, you get your fragrance on and you're out. Okay? Yeah. He gives uh, some a little little ishara to the ladies. Uh, a woman on her menstrual cycle or experiencing postpartum bleeding. She doesn't go in, but she makes dua at the door. As opposed to going for, you know, the other rites and stuff. He says it's encouraged that you go into the bait, the masjid, without any uh, khuf, without any shoes or those leather socks or any footwear. Uh, and you're not armed. Of course, you're not going to be armed in these days. Um, but that is the preference. Next. It is recommended to visit the Prophet's grave, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and the graves of his two companions, radiallahu anhumah. They should greet him with salam while facing him, and then turn toward the qibla with the house, impermissible to make tawaf around, on the left and supplicate. The manner of Umrah for those in the sanctuary is to make ihram from the closest non-sacred area. Those closer than the miqat do so from their home. Otherwise it is made from it. It is permissible to make it numerous times in one year and is best done in the months besides those of Hajj. Ramadan is most virtuous. Great. So conclusion of this um, chapter. Um if you will, is discussing um, visiting Medina. You know, it's a it's a, a preference that you visit Medina while you're there. Uh, it's not an obligation, nor is it a part of Hajj. So if you make your Hajj and you don't go to Medina, no harm, no foul. If you do go to Medina, then it, it is preferred to visit the city of the Prophet, and while you're there, you should visit the grave of the Prophet, and the graves of his two companions, both Abu Bakr and Umar, radiallahu anhum. While you're there, you say salam to them. He says, right, So basically, you're on a face towards the grave and you're going to say salam. You're going to say, for example, Assalamu alayka ya Rasulullah. Um, or you say also to his companions the same way. Ibn Umar la yazidu ala When Zada fa Hasan wa la yarfa'u sawta. 
Ibn Umar عنه, did not say more than that. And if you wanted to say more than that, then um, you can. It's fine. There's some other things you can say. Um, various things you'll find in dua books while you're there. Uh, but it should be said in a quiet voice. You can't raise your voice while you're doing that. ثُمَّ يَسْتَقْبِلُ الْقِبْلَةِ You're going to face towards the Qibla. وَيَجْعَلُ الْحَجْرَ عَنْ يَسَارِهِ Right, so then you're going to face towards the Qibla, making his house on your left. And then you're going to supplicate for yourself, for other people, whatever you desire. And of course, it is impermissible, haram, to make tawaf of the Prophet's house, al-Hijrah, al-Nabawiyyah. And of course, it is impermissible to make tawaf around anything else, ittifaqan, right? This is a consensus, as was said by Shaykh al-Islam Taqiyuddin. So the only place that we make tawaf is around the Kaaba. We're not making tawaf around any other object. Okay? He says basically the, 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 the um, description of Umrah uh, is that you, uh, you make ihram for it. Man bil haram. Whoever is in the sanctuary. Excuse me. If you are in the haram, you have to go out to the hill. Because Umrah is about being in the sanctuary and being out. So you have to make the ihram from the hill. And its preference is to do that from at tanaim which we discussed uh, previously. وَيُحْرِمُ غَيْرُهُ أَيْ غَيْرُ مَنْ بِالْحَرَمِ مِنْ دَوَيْرَةِ أَهْلِهِ إِنْ كَانْ So if you're not from that region, then you're going to make it from your, from your village or your, 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 um, your hometown. If you're dun miqat, right? you're inside that radius of the, the miqats. If you're outside of that, then of course um, you have to make the ihram from the miqat. Um, and it's permissible to make Umrah more than once in the year. You can repeat it numerous times. Um, however, there should be a period of time in there, like enough time for your hair to grow back, which could be up to. They actually, the fuqaha, they talk about this um, and they give a, a number of days. I don't want to misquote, but the last thing that I remember was maybe like 15 days or something like that between Umrah, from one Umrah to the next. That's the recommendation, or that's uh, to make it uh, valid? It's um, it's uh, makruh. He says, which means to follow one umrah with another one immediately afterwards. It's considered makruh. Is it valid? Sure, it's valid, um, but it's not preferred. Uh, it's not preferred, and this is what has been mentioned by um, the consensus of the Salaf, according to some of the scholars. It says the Umrah, um, that you make it outside of those months of Hajj, and if you make it during Ramadan, of course, this is more preferred and more rewarding. And he says you can, and this, so, so check this out. يَسْتَحَبُّ تِكْرَارُهَا فِيهِ لِأَنَّهُ تَعْدِلُ That is preferred that you repeat Umrah during Ramadan because it is equivalent to a Hajj. So here you can see that there are exceptions to repeating Hajj one after the other. Um, but you don't want to make them back to back. You need some time, a little bit of time in between. However, you can make numerous 
uh, perform numerous umrahs during Ramadan because of the nature of that month. It's very, very uh, specific nature. And that concludes the chapter, and that will conclude uh, the lesson for today.